You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I wanted to spend some time today... I wanted to spend some time today talking about Hawk Harrelson. And the reason is, if you hadn't heard, the Baseball Hall of Fame has decided that they're not going to do inductions this year. They're not going to do inductions because of the pandemic, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, Cooperstown is a really small city. And during July every year when they have the Hall of Fame inductions, it gets flooded with people who want to come and hang out. It's not the the best idea to have this. Although maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed, by the time we get to July, maybe we'll have baseball back. Maybe things will be better. And who knows? Maybe they could even reschedule it. But as it stands right now, they're not going to have the induction, which means that Hawk Harrelson is not going to get his moment. At least not yet. It'll be a moment that is... It'll be deferred, not denied. He's going into the Hall of Fame as the Ford C. Frick Award winner, but he won't get that chance. I had a conversation with Hawk when he got the announcement. He was nice enough to come on the show, and I went back and listened to that interview this week, and and you can hear the relief in his voice. He literally said to me that he thought that he wouldn't get this opportunity to see it, that he he thought that he'd be dead before he got put into the Hall of Fame as a Ford C. Frick Award winner. And he was the first person I thought of when the news came down about the Hall of Fame rescheduling his induction, along with everyone else that was going in, like Derek Jeter. That induction will take place next year, hopefully. And I kept thinking about that because... When you're someone who's Hawk's age, and he's in fairly good health, last I checked, you do start thinking about some of that stuff. And Hawk has been, he's really wanted to be a part of the Hall of Fame. He's really wanted his recognition for his contribution to the game. Some may, some people may think that that's vain, but I don't. I think that he deserves it. And clearly, if you're a White Sox fan, he means a lot to you. He means a ton to you. Be, because if you think about it, and, and Jason's doing a really good job of, of, of moving the ball forward for White Sox fans, but when you think about White Sox games, it's, it's Hawk's voice that's in your head. Stretchy looks up, like all of that stuff. He will get on back there. All of the things that we just say randomly now as White Sox fans, you can't tell me that you don't. We say it in Hawk voice. 
his contribution to the game from a broadcasting standpoint cannot be denied. Even if you don't like him, you know him, you know what he's about. You, you don't you don't have to guess which way he's leaning. He is leaning the South Side's way, no matter what. That's how he's doing it. So I thought about him initially when when there was news that this could happen and then it did happen. I thought about, man, he's been waiting and waiting and waiting. And there have been a bunch of guys that have gone in in front of him. And he never thought that he would get this chance to be able to get up there, to be on the steps of Cooperstown, to give a speech, to talk about how important the White Sox are to him as an organization and how important the fan base is to him, how important it is for even the arguments that people got into with Hawk during his time working with the White Sox. So I just was thinking about him, and I thought I would talk about it a little bit. And I think about it in conjunction with something else, too. The class of 2020, and I don't mean the Hall of Fame class for 2020. I mean everyone who was supposed to graduate this year. Whether it be from kindergarten or eighth grade, high school, college, the Naval Academy, wherever. This group of young people that in some cases is going to be going out to the world. I find myself really inspired by them and their approach. When I'm not doing radio or TV I'm or podcasting. I teach. I don't teach often. I usually teach one class per year. I teach, and this year it happens to be this quarter. I'm teaching spring quarter. I've got 23 students in my class at DePaul. And I am amazed at their ability to adapt. What's been thrown at them in the matter of weeks And their ability to understand what's happening and then adjust on the fly has been nothing short of remarkable. I remember it was March 13th when DePaul, the powers that be at DePaul, said we need to get together and figure out how we're going to move all of our classes online. Because we can't have students here, so we have to figure it out. And I kept thinking, man, this is going to be impossible. How can I possibly teach what it is that we do over the internet? Like, it needs to be hands-on. It, I, They need to see me. They need to hear me. It was very self-involved. And I almost stopped and said, I, I have to cancel my class, and I, I can't do it. And I, I have a colleague Joanne Martin, who's the director of online learning. In fact, if you go back through the Loho dailies, I actually have an, uh, an interview with her, not shortly after we were in shelter in place talking about educating kids at home. Anyway, she walked me through the process and I thank her for that because I was being completely selfish in thinking that I can't adjust and adapt my curriculum to get it to the, the the students and she said something that was really important said there are kids that need your class to graduate and that struck a chord with me and once I figured out how to do it I, I'm 100% on board and I've been incredibly impressed by the level of work 
that I'm getting from them, that they have taken the assignments and they've done more than even I expected. And you have no idea whether or not these students have uh, their Wi-Fi available. Who else is in the house? Like, how are they working? Are they taking care of their parents? Are they taking care of their children? Like, you have no idea. And to have their lives turned upside down, I've been, I've been more than impressed by their approach to the whole thing. So I kept thinking about those students that are graduating this year and how they won't get this. And we're all of us, I think, are doing our best to try to give them as much of an experience as possible. We're doing these virtual proms and we're, I'm seeing a lot of educators go to students' house to celebrate you know, in their cap and gown to celebrate them finishing whatever level that they're finishing. I just really wanted to, to say in this forum that this group of kids that, and I probably should stop referring to them as kids because in my case, they're young adults. I usually end up like, that's how I refer to my students. Like all my students are my kids. This group of students that's getting ready to go into the professional world after finishing high school or college. I'm really proud of them. I'm really proud that they have taken on this challenge with little complaint. They're upset and they're sad because they don't get to walk. They don't get to graduate. They don't get to have these special ceremonies. They don't get to go to prom. But with little complaint, they forge ahead. And they do the work. And they're there in your house doing the work. Trying to finish something that they started. I think it's incredibly admirable. And it gives me a lot of hope. I get very emotional when I talk about stuff like this. But it's the truth. I have a niece who's seven years old. And she needed some stuff printed out. She needed some of her assignments printed out. And watching her kind of gleefully understand that she's not in school, but she still has work to do. And she was looking forward to doing the work was heartwarming. I get assignments from my students who are getting ahead. The quarter's halfway done. And these students are are working at such a great pace that I'm trying to keep up with grading and, and giving feedback to all of these students. They'll remember all of this. And they'll remember it for, I hope that they remember it for how they were able to persevere under really horrible circumstances. But there's some hope in that. There's some hope in, okay, this is not what we signed up for, but we're going to work our way through it. We're going to take a lot of the things that we've learned from our parents and our teachers and our friends and our and our colleagues, and we're going to bust through. And they're going to go on to do great things. It's weird. 
you have these two classes. You have the the Hall of Fame class for Hawk, a guy that that worked really long and hard to to get this honor, and it's deferred. And you have these kids that worked really hard for a long time for this honor and this rite of passage, and it's deferred. I heard Hawk on with Mully and Haw, and I'm glad that he's the approach that he's taking is the approach that he's taking to this. And I pray that he gets the opportunity to to be on those steps next year in Cooperstown. I pray that these students, when they go out into the world, they take the, the gifts and the lessons that they learned and they make this world a better place. But I know that whether it's Hawk Harrelson or these students... They should be really proud of what they've done. They should be really proud of the way that they've approached this. And you should be proud of them too. If you've got a student at home, you know how hard they're working. Even when they get on your nerves, you know how hard they're working. They deserve a standing ovation from all of us. I don't know when we can give it to them as a collective But here's my attempt at it. Tell every member of the class of 2020 and every student that you know that their sacrifice and their willingness to adapt is heroic. We should be proud of them. Thanks for listening.